Hi, and welcome back to Educators Let's Get Real. I'm Jen. I'm Danielle. And we are finishing the last part of the happiness advantage. Oh, this one is, this last section is called the ripple effect. And I, I think this is the most profound part of the book, in my opinion. Um, He talks about how so, so much, right, is... Um, we have talked a lot about it at our school before. Let me clarify my thoughts here um, about mirror neurons, right? And this ability mm-hmm. of uh, to that our brain subconsciously will mirror back whatever we're exposed to. Um, and I love that he says in here at the end, uh, this guy comes up and says, thanks. I knew a lot of what you said. Thanks for the, you know, thanks for this. My wife really needed to hear it. Yeah. And Sean says, yeah, your wife said the same thing about you. And he says, the thing about research like this is we think it's cool and it's fun and it's all the things, but then um, we think it pertains to someone else. Right. And, and I'm guilty of this as well. Like mm-hmm. I'm reading this and thinking some about myself and some about changes that I need to personally make and things that I can do to tweak my, my, you know, everything. Um, but I'm like, oh, but that person, that person over there, that person could really use that. <laughs> it's really helpful. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I know Oops. that. And, and I think the greatest, he said, the person we have the greatest power to change is ourselves. And, and I personally am all about personal accountability. And I just want people to take responsibility for themselves. And I tell my students all the time, like, listen, if we all just took care of ourselves, everybody would be great, right? Because like, I don't have to worry about what you're doing because you're taking care of you and I'm taking care of me. And 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 there there is some, that is not a, a full truth, but that is a partial truth, right? If everyone just took care of themselves and had personal responsibility. And I joke with my husband, like live up to my standards, right? Because my standards are the right standard. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the world would be a better place, you right? just all listen to what I said, it'd be great. And and I think, I think here we we need to talk about um, a couple of things. Number one, he says in here he's presented this and we've presented this to you guys as seven separate principles, and we broke it apart even into two sections of seven principles. But really, they all combine and work together. And I talk about this in my health coaching journey a lot. Is you can either be spiraling up your health or you're spiraling down. There's no mm-hmm. such thing as staying the same. And I think that is also true when it comes to something like the happiness advantage. You're either spiraling up your happiness or you're spiraling down. And there's no real staying the same. And personally thinking about this, if I would have continued the path that I was on at the beginning of the school year, um, it would have been a really bad place. And I was on a really fast downward spiral and couldn't pull myself out of it. And several things came into play and, and I'm on this upward spiral, right? And so we go up and down frequently and I don't think it's bad to spiral down. And sometimes yeah. it's not a good, sometimes it's not a fast spiral. Sometimes it's just like, oh, one baby step. Or we think, oh, that that one cookie won't make a difference. Mm-hmm. And, and it won't to a point, but if one cookie leads to a bag of chips, which leads to fast food, which leads to That's a soda, which leads to an listen. alcoholic beverage, right? Those are the downward spiral as opposed to, you know, the upward spiral. And I'm not saying never have a cookie or never. I'm not an all or nothing She's person. not. She brought me a cinnamon roll. I just want that known. I cinnamon roll. Um, I just think this idea of are you on the upward spiral or are you on the downward spiral? And knowing 
that your emotions affect not just you, but literally everyone around you. Absolutely. Um, it, but it, and I, when you said, you know, we're constantly going up and down, we are because we're constantly growing. And yeah. you can't grow if sometimes you don't go down. And I think the part of growing, though, is that you realize that you are going down and you can reflect on it. Yeah. And one thing, like when you were saying, because as a principal, I, I have to evaluate a lot of people. So judgment and judging others has sharpened inside me, like sharpening the saw. And so you have to pull yourself back as a leader if you're someone who evaluates. And as a teacher, you evaluate kids all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to become judgmental. Yeah. In general, right? And so when we read these, I was thinking, that's true. And sometimes I'm like, oh, this would really help. Or as a parent, this would really help my kid. I'm like, okay, stop. How can I help myself to help my child by doing this? Look, I shouldn't be doing that. And so just that reflection piece. But I I want you guys to think of any school you're in. And I'm going to use my lovely Lori, my Miss Lori. I call her the queen bee, your head secretary. Or think of yourself as the mom in, in your home when it says, if mom's happy, everyone's happy. And I'll say, if Lori's happy, everyone's happy. Your mood can directly impede everyone, whether you think it can or not. Or not. So, and yeah. I guarantee you, everyone can tell if Lori's in a bad mood. And you know how I know? People are either in the office or they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Like they'll steer clear. Yeah. Because she's so powerful. She has so, and, and I love Lori and I'll tell her I love Lori and I tell Lori this all the time, but I think that's just like, she's our mothership, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're bored. And so when you go home, you are also probably yeah. that person. And in your room, your classroom, you are yeah. that person. Yeah. And, and it's more profound even than that. So it is not just that your emotions and your choices and your behaviors and your attitudes, they do affect the people that you directly involve yourself with, your family, your friends, your coworkers. But the research is now showing up to three degrees of separation. So think about like your husband's friend's wife, potentially, right? Three degrees of separation that your emotions can have that impact on, right? So it's not just you and your students. It could be you and your students and their parents and their parents' friends. And think about Mom. the the our, the power that our emotions and our behaviors and our actions have on the world. Because then those people go infect other infect, people. Infect good or bad. Three more degrees of people. And this ripple outward of of you. And I'm not saying you always have to be in control. Listen, I am not always in control of my emotions. I am not always in a good mood. I am not always like have a calm and clear head. But I will tell you those days that I come into the classroom stressed, I come in overwhelmed, I come in, you know, frustrated with X, Y, or Z or whatever. The impact, the, the palpable impact that has on my students, on my team is visibly seen. Well, and I want you to think about it. So if you come in in a piss poor mood for a while, I'm not just saying, but we can even say one day, yeah, one day a week, 
you are probably impacting all the students you see, which is more than 22 students because you see other kids. Yeah. Or those kids go and the, now they're in a bad mood and they see their friends. Yeah. Those friends see their siblings. Then they go home to their parents. Yeah. And then the parent, they're acting out. Then the parents get mad. And so it really does yeah. cause this huge ripple effect. Yeah. But then it also goes back to students. Think about your one hard student. Every classroom has one. Some have more than others. <laughs> I don't know what but, you're talking about. <laughs> but if that kiddo comes in a bad mood, that probably they had a rough morning, so their family is already off, right? Yeah. They're off. They piss you off. They have all the kids upset. You go home. You're in a bad mood, which then makes your kids in a bad mood, makes your husband in a bad yeah. mood. So it just keeps going. Yeah, and I think, I think it is, we talked about this in a previous episode also, right? Being able to recognize your own emotions, to be able to name your own emotions, um, to be able to ask for what you need, um, to be able to advocate for yourself, right? All of those things come into play. If I come into work and I'm in a you know real unhappy mood, what do I do? What do I ask for? What do I need? I have to, first of all, recognize I'm in a bad mood, then be able to name it, explain why, and then take some steps prior to the kids walking in the building that's going to help me self-regulate my own emotions so that I can, and that sounds like a lot of pressure, but but I also think that is power, right? Knowledge is power, and when we can a lot of power. name those things and say those things, and and the, all, the opposite of that is also true, right? I can come in in a piss-poor mood, walk across the hallway, and be laughing in five minutes. Mm-hmm. That changes everything because someone else came to work with a hilarious story, of something that happened, right? On the way to work, on their way to school, right? Like something <laughs> yeah, that their kids did the night before, right? That's, you. your emotions are not a straight path, right? You have the ability to weave in and out of them. Like spaghetti. Just yeah, like and, and it's like, like that social connectedness we talked about last week, right? Like knowing that I need someone who's in a really good mood, right? Because what I don't want to do is come in in a piss poor mood, seek out someone who's also in a piss poor mood, and together... <laughs> We've built a real piss poor mood and then we're going to go on, right? So like it is yeah. knowing and, and being able to like feel and explain to myself my own emotions and realizing that emotions are temporary mm-hmm. and, and they change and they're fleeing and, and that's a good thing. But it also means you also have to work for those good feelings a lot more. <laughs> and you have to work for yourself. And I think it goes back to like the Jerry Brooks when he presented, when he said, have your butterfinger friend, have your best friend, someone that you know you can go to. And we've talked about this too. I could go to you say, okay, I could complain for five seconds. You let me have my five seconds. Just listen to me. And then hopefully sometimes they can pull you yeah. out. And sometimes it just takes listening. Sometimes they might yeah. just look at you. But that's helpful. And, like, I know me, and I sometimes in a lot of meetings where I'm getting emails that are aggravating me, and it's usually adult problems, I'll put everything away, and I'll look at the front office. I'm like, radio's on. I'm going to my happy place. I need away from adults. Yeah. And I go into classrooms. You guys will be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just need to sit with the kids. (laughs) I just need adults to go away for a second. Yeah. And, and it helps me. And I think there's there's just so many things, right? And everybody is unique and indiv- individual, right? Some people need to retreat for five minutes and meditate. Some people need to take some deep breaths. Some people need to watch something funny, right? Like whatever it is that you are going to need Absolutely. because that power is so, it's so incredible, right? Um, and I, I think that goes true for anyone, right? Mm-hmm. Like 
you know, your kids, my personal children can bring me out of a bad mood really fast by doing something hilarious or something I didn't realize that they could do and they do it right. Like I watch them swim and you're like, I didn't even know you could do that. And brings out your mommy pride. And, and you can switch that bad mood so quickly. And it's not always that it's not always that easy, mm-hmm. but it's knowing what you need. Um, I love this study of smiles on the brain. You're like, I don't know that I could do that, but I think it is really funny. <laughs> He's done this study um, in all of these different places. And he basically says, okay, I'm going to put you in a partnership. No matter what you do, I need you to stay neutral. Don't get angry. Don't get mad. Don't get happy. Don't get sad. Don't get anything. One person, the other person, their job is to just smile at the, at the first person who's trying to maintain some sort of no emotional state. And he said 80 to 85% of participants cannot stop themselves from smiling. He said, I've done this when the stock market has plunged over 600 points, when there's been layoffs, all the things. And no matter who he is, no matter where they are, that the reaction is the same. This is the idea of mirror neurons that I'm mirroring back to you, whatever you're putting out. And he said, you know, we can do this. Um, even when he said I was in Australia watching rugby, I've never watched rugby before guy got hit on the head. He said, and I looked around the bar and all of a sudden everybody was holding the spot where the rugby player got hit. <laughs> he said, we were all feeling the same physical pain as this player. We were not on a rugby pitch. We were not even in the same city. We were, and everybody had the same reaction because our bodies, our brains automatically mirror, mirror back what we see. And so think about what you're putting out into the world and think about what you're receiving in, right? And 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 there's some give and take, right? Because somebody has to mirror somebody. Somebody has to be in charge, right. has to be the leader, but you are in control of what you put out into the world. And I think about that often is what am I putting out into the world? What is the emotional state that I'm putting out into the world? Because I know that when someone else is receiving my happiness, when I am genuinely happy, they are receiving that and are mirroring that back in their own way. And then they're going to take that home and mirror it somewhere else to someone else. And that's power, right? I don't want to have that negative power. Now, I'm not saying I've never had that negative share, but like, I mean, I think that is something that is consciously on my brain frequently um, where yeah, I, I mean, and when we talk about negativity, right, he says in here, emotional contagion means that overt negativity can infect a group of people almost instantly. Instantly walking into a meeting with a negative attitude or the person presenting walks in with a negative attitude and you're like, oh, yeah. I was going to say, think about it. If, And we've had this happen before where I've had a call meeting and everyone's in there and they're smiling and laughing and I walk in stone faced because of something I have to do. You can see yeah. one person looks at me, next person looks at me and everything just goes Yeah. Yeah. Quickly. And I've had it where I've walked in it we laughing and it's our boss who does it and you're like oh, Yeah. Man. Yeah. You just we mirror each other and, and it happens. And think about the power of that is. And, and I'm not saying again that you're never going to be unhappy, that you're never going to have a bad day, that you're never going to have to share bad news, that you're never going to have to have a conversation that is uncomfortable or whatever. 
Um, but being conscious of it on a day-to-day basis, I think is, is so huge. Well, and you're going to have it and you've told it people, I'm just kind of in a funk right now. I just yeah. need, and I will say, Hey, I just need my door closed. Like it's probably not a good idea yeah. for you to come and talk to me right now. Yeah. Heed that warning. Like <laughs> if you don't, that's fine. We'll get through it, but yeah. I'm probably not going to be in my best place. And I think even... When teachers go in and think about when you've gone in and told classes, now it doesn't always happen, guys, trust me, but you've gone in and told your kids, I just really don't feel good today or I have a headache. Mm-hmm. And if you've built that relationship with mm-hmm. your class, more times than not, the kids are respectful of it or they'll speak quietly. I've had it, I've gone into a classroom like, why are the lights off when we're talking quietly? They're like, she has a headache. Cool. Got, Got it. it. And so they mirror. And if you're respectful of your colleagues and of your students and of everyone, when you do have those bad days, I think it's easier for them to be respectful back to you, just knowing, hey, she really is pretty happy or genuine. And right now we need to kind of pull back to give her that support. Yeah, I think that's really interesting, right? And and we all have, we all have that power. Um, but he talks in this section about if you're in a leadership position, your effect is multiplied. Mm-hmm. And as the leader of the school, right, the pressure comes to you as far as, listen, if you're in a bad mood, there's a real good chance all the rest of us are going to also be in a bad mood, Probably. right? Like, yeah. and, and I think with great power comes great, great responsibility. responsibility Peter Parker, know. You know, like I think. Call me Spidey. I think you have to really check yourself. And I think that comes with a lot of pressure and a lot of responsibility to know that if you're in any form of leadership position at home, at school, on a volunteer committee, on whatever. You're a coach, guys. If you're a coach, that comes in huge Yeah, and you just have to be able to, you know, think about what you are what you want to put out into the world. Mm-hmm. And it's not always going to be perfect. No. Um, and you guys, listen, we're all at different stages in our journeys. And we're all in, in different points. Um, and we've all heard of the butterfly effect, right? That the flap of a butterfly wings can make huge changes on ocean waves. And and I think when you when you think about this book overall, it's really easy to be overwhelmed by how much things you how many things you could do to change your life and to help impact positively the lives of others. The thing is you just have to take a step. You just have to take that first step and say, This is the one thing right now that I can control, that I can work on, and that I am going to do, because that's going to trigger a big reaction. Consistency over time is where you change your life. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. this isn't a, a quick fix. No. This isn't a like, I've got there, I made it to the top of the now hill. Now I'm done. <laughs> now I'm done and I can just stand here and, and relax on the, the, you know, the loins of my hard work. It doesn't work like that, unfortunately, because then no. you fall down the hill and... Just like we talked about, like, that you spiral. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're going to go down and then you're going to go back up, but that's growth. yeah. And so just as we come to the end of the year, I would encourage you um, to do your best to spiral forward, to take that one small step in the upward direction as opposed to the downward direction. 
And as you start looking at end of year results, end of year state testing, summative assessments, as you're looking at all of these things, um, I encourage you to, to find joy in the process and to choose happiness because at the end of the day, happiness is just a choice. And guys, it's hard because we, and we'll probably end on this podcast, but every year has a reflection and summatives are hard. And I know for me, if I don't get a mark that I thought, and not even if I thought I deserved, if I just see that I didn't make them happy or to the point I wanted to, I feel like a failure. Yeah. And even when I see state testing, if I don't see what, you know, we expected to see, I feel like a failure of a leader. I take it all on me. And so one thing I really ask for you guys to think about this year through summatives, through reflection of our kids' summative assessments, is the growth. What went good and where can we grow? Not what went good and what was bad. I want to change that mindset of where are we strong that we need to keep, keep that up. And where do we see growth opportunities and how can we implement that or focus Oh, just change the focus a little bit on it. What do we need to tweak? So it's not good and bad. It's good and growth. Yeah. And and, and the same is true in your personal journey, right? It's mm-hmm. good and growth. I have a lot of things looking back over the last six years um, in my journey to get healthy mentally and physically that have been good. And there's been so much growth. Um, I was just talking to a teammate that was like, I don't, I forget that you were that person. And, and I think in this building, even it is really hard because people don't know me as that person. And I don't talk about that part of my life often, but if you would have known me 10 years ago or even seven years ago, seven, you wouldn't even recognize the human I've become. I don't recognize myself on the, on some days. Um, I look back at pictures and I just think, I can't even imagine. And it's not just physically how I'm different, but mentally and emotionally how much my life has changed because of this. And it's not always been easy and it's not always been fun. And it has not always been something I wanted to keep doing. Too easy to give up. But it has been such a powerful, I just keep thinking, can I take one step forward? Can I just take one step forward? I'm not talking about running a marathon here. I'm talking about a step, literally a step. Mm-hmm. Tiptoe if you must, but continue to move forward. So that's where we're going to leave you at this year. We'll see you first semester in August. We're going to take a little break to rejuvenate, recharge, and to study a little bit ourselves before we get ready to have another wisdom year yeah. um, talk with you guys. So please remember to... What was good and where can you grow? And remember just to keep going forward. Just keep going forward. Just keep going. Just keep trying. Crawl, scratch, tiptoe. Cry. Cry. <laughs> if you need someone to pull you, just come ask us. We'll help pull you a little we'll, bit forward. We'll, pull, we'll hold out a hand. I think that is the power of the journey is um, I'm happy. I think most people that I know that have been on this path are willing to hold out a hand and to say, listen, it's scary and it's hard. Let me hold your hand and and do this with you together because it's easier together. So 
Have a phenomenal rest of your year. Enjoy your summer. Enjoy your summer. Reflect, recharge, and we'll see you in August.